Hey everybody, it's Adina, also known as Dini the Yogini. Hey, this is Lex from Flex of Lex. This is Dee, your faith fueled mom. What's up, peeps? This is your girl JQ with Fitness Defied. This is Takima from Takima Renee Fitness, and you are listening to the Fit Black Queens Podcast. You are listening to the Fit Black Queens podcast, and this is where you can find us this week. This is Takima from Takirani Fitness, and you can find me on Instagram Live, Wednesdays, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What's up, peeps? This is your girl, JQ. Catch the schedule at jquuenow.com. Boot camp is coming up. Get registered now at jquuenow.com. Eight Queens on Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I teach a mommy and teen bar class. We can bar together through Zoom Fridays at 2. See you there. Hey, everybody. This is Lex, a.k.a. Flex of Lex. I am back at the gym. You can meet me on the bike at the Sport and Health in Pike and Rose in Rockville, Maryland. Visit flexoflex.com for more info. Hey, everybody. It's Dini the Yogini. You can come in, flow and go with me for yoga on Sundays and Thursdays at Anytime Fitness through Zoom. So you want to be in it to win it. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. Sama sisti he. What up, peeps? <laughs> what was that, Adina? Sama sisti he. Talk about me being musty. <laughs> <laughs> Tina's cracking up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Adina, what language was that? That's the yoga Sanskrit. Oh, snap. Oh, oh we see how you flip that. Okay. 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 So, Dini. Yeah. So, you know, coming into your intention. Nama not stay down dog. There you go. <laughs> That's my yoga language. <laughs> you got your wine over there, don't you? And you know this. Okay. 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 <laughs> yes, most definitely. How's everybody doing? Oh, I'm lovely today. I'm wonderful. Same here. Amazing day. Dee, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's been a good weekend. That's awesome. I have been super sore. And in fact, watching Dee do all the Pilates she's doing has made me even more sore. Yeah. I um, bet. <laughs> I can't Bye. do her class. I, I, I end up can't walk. I can't walk the next day. I don't know how the heck she doing that. Cause boy, yo, that Pilates ain't no joke. It is no joke. That reformer, I took a reformer class a few times and every time it takes me like seven days to recover. Yeah. Exactly. And Dee yeah. looks like she's just doing it like, oh yeah, flippity whippity. Effortlessly. Like, plies making me look like Molly. a squat, uh, splat. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I look like Strong J around here. <laughs> <laughs> Does Pilates 
with the like with ease the way that I cut through cheese. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. Bark. <laughs> oh my gosh, such a lyricist. Okie dokie. <laughs> so They're rapping over there. Everybody is like super active in this group. So my question is, how do you guys stretch? Like how Ooh. do you cover and stretch and make sure your muscles aren't just jacked up all the time? Well, I don't know. Somebody needs to let me know so I can stop being jacked up all the time. <laughs> yoga 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 is a union between you and your body well i don't know because sometimes when i do yoga the next day i'm still jacked up because my muscles be like good golly this body well are you doing it correctly that's the question probably not <laughs> no but you know a lot of people think that yoga is just stretching and, and you actually exercising an active pose during yoga in certain yoga classes when you're doing a vinyasa flow you are really oh uh, yes ma'am you is i mean every yoga class that i've ever taken i don't know what you guys are talking about but i feel like i'm working i'm sweating just holding the poses you know so you're working your asana off yeah asana <laughs> off you exactly that right <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is, I don't feel stretched when I do yoga. I guess simply because I don't have, I'm not, I'm not doing it consistently. But it also may be mental, ladies, because I did read a study where if you see a class on a schedule based on its name, it already gives you a preconceived notion about what you feel like you may be expected to do in there. Mm. And so I did an experiment at my gym. I stopped calling classes yoga and started calling them stretch and flex. And the same lady was teaching them and she didn't use the yoga terms and our classes were full. Just bend over, put your butt in the air, you know, downward dog, but she didn't use yoga terms when she was teaching the class. And it, it, it seemed like there were a lot more people, you know, based on the demographic of the people that I teach, the people who didn't like yoga would come to her class. The people who loved yoga would not come to the stretch and flex class. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Wow. Not necessarily because you have people that are true yogis. Okay. And they like all of that, the Sanskrits, they like all of the the talking in the yoga language. They like it. But then true. those people that are not familiar with yoga, it is intimidating. But just mm -hmm. remember, yoga is for everybody. Doesn't matter your shape or size, it's for everybody. Yeah. Now, I love it now, but I mean, 10, 10 years ago, five, we'll even say five years ago, for me personally, I had those same notions as a lot of other people. I was thinking like, oh my God, I can't do any of these poses, much less say them. Jesus, please, please. It took me five years to learn how to say namaste, and I still probably don't say it right. Namaste, who knows, but you're right. I think it is mental. <laughs> don't be laughing at me. Namaste, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but I do We're gonna enjoy teach you it. to activate your ujjayi breath. Ooh, I like that ujjayi breath. <laughs> so my question to the group is, why is it important for people to stretch and recover after exercise? And how often should you do it? Well, I actually, I'm all about the stretching and recovery because I, I tell my clients, when 
well, I'm also about foam rolling, stretching, and recovering, because I tell them when you have a knot, I relate it to a shoelace. So if you have a knot in your shoelace, do you pull the knot tighter or do you foam, do you massage it out first and then unravel it? So I tell people to foam them first and then stretch because then not you're making knots tighter. Um, if you're going to be an active person and you're lifting weights, you're going to get muscle knots. Like that's just part of the growth process. So if you're not stretching before and after your workouts, I tell people to do it before the workouts to prepare themselves and after the workouts to prepare themselves for the next workout. Um, just because it's just a good thing to do. It's just for you to maintain and stay injury free for the long term. Um, whether you stretch your neck or yoga, that's, um, it's nice to have, especially as an adult, to have somebody conduct you in anything, I feel like, just telling you what to do and how to do it. So I feel like yoga is great because it gives you that group community. It has somebody who's really calming usually um, in it, unless you're doing a different type of style yoga and just telling you what to do. And it's a great experience. And I think that's what, that's why some people seek yoga versus some people seeking stretching. I think for yoga, you're seeking an experience. Um, stretch and flex, you're, you're probably just looking for a task to get done. Well, I will say though, with like there's, the yang yoga and there's the yin yoga and with yin yoga you really are holding poses for a long time and get deep restorative stretch and i love adding in at least one yin practice during the week because i feel like it just lets me relax like stretch and honestly i fall asleep at the end mm -hmm. especially if i'm watching one of those like peloton videos and they say it's Shavasana and the video ends and I've fallen asleep. I don't even know. But it's just like so restorative and you're really doing like deep stretching. I really like that. But then also like, as you said, a yin yoga, uh, the other one, a yang, yang? A yang yoga. I actually, um, yin yoga, yang yoga. Some people do not know what type of yoga to get into. Even mm -hmm. if I have the description, you know, it, a lot of people do class in the time that they have available. That's, you know, so they just like, oh, vinyasa or this, whatever. And they just go into any class. And at the end of the day, they don't like yoga because they went to the wrong class and it's not what their body needed. So sometimes you have to read the description and know what your body needs in order to do, um, in order to like, you know, stretching a yoga practice or find the yoga practice that's good for you. Mm -hmm. See, and I prefer the yang yoga because I feel like I've done something. The yin yoga, when I do fall asleep, that's it it's hard for me to get completely through that class because my mind will wander several times throughout it. So I am all about that yang, I guess, which I didn't even realize until today it was a thing. And I think like Takima said, a lot of people don't know. Like you just see yoga and you go, and you know there's a mat involved and you have to take your shoes off. So when I first got into yoga, I did it based on the time that was available. And the second thing was I was frustrated. I needed to get out the house. <laughs> so I just needed to go and do something. And I thought yoga was just moving my body a few, um, you know, just copying what the teacher is saying. Well, you know, what the teacher is saying. And then I fall asleep in Shavasana at the end. That was my main goal was to fall asleep at the end. You um, sound like me, Takima. I was the same <laughs> way. Can we get to the child's pose and the sleep? <laughs> like all I wanted was to fall asleep and there's a few times I think I even fell asleep with you in a, with you in the she class she snored in the class with me <laughs> in Shavasana she was snoring loudly yes 
that was the goal. And it wasn't until I started doing yoga teacher training where I'm like, oh, so you mean to tell me I'm supposed to get more from this. And I was talking to Alexis today and I told her that um, I, I consider myself as a beginner yoga. I'm a yogi because um, I've always, I've done it for a while now. I've just never been consistent. So um, I consider myself as a beginner, but I didn't know what I should feel or what I, what I needed, what my body needed. Um, and I got accustomed to being tight, you know, when you're used to doing like lifting or cardio, you get used to that feeling, mm -hmm. you get accustomed to it. So I didn't know that my body's supposed to feel any type of way. Other way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say, so my fiance, John is always like, you're always sore. You're always tight. Like you're always saying this hurts or that hurts. I'm like, I'm an athlete. Like everything hurts. <laughs> all the time and it's true everything shouldn't hurt all the time like mm -hmm. that's not good like your body that's... has to have time to recover you know it has to have time to repair itself and I got in this habit of doing like I would run a half marathon on this Saturday and on Sunday I would do a yin yoga class because it would just like mm -hmm. help me recover even just mentally recovering but I feel like having a ritual or a routine on mm -hmm. your recovery process really important so what do you guys do for recovery like your recovery routine mine includes a hot bath I do the sauna a lot but what I really love to do is certain yoga poses while I'm in the steam room or while I'm in the sauna those really help and I do notice that when I find those yoga poses or the more I'm learning about yoga poses and how to work through them, um, they help me to stretch better because they give me a, a, a way to focus on that particular muscle or releasing toxins in that particular area. So I love Bikram hot yoga. Oh my God, that yeah, right there. It is the best, it is the it, best. It feels so good. And then I'm also kind of like always worried about when I use the word sore versus hurting. You know, I think that people get that mixed up too. When I'm sore, I want to do yoga. When I'm hurting, I really just want to stretch real hard. Mm -hmm. so, so you said that you, you stretch in the sauna. Please tell me you by yourself because I went to a sauna, which was for a community sauna. <laughs> <laughs> a lady was stretching and got cursed out. So are you by yourself when you're stretching in a sauna? Most of the time, it's kind of just me, maybe me and one other person. Um, I go to the sauna in the middle of the day, so okay. there's not very many people in the sauna. But yeah, Takima, I would be careful stretching in the sauna where there's a lot of people, you know, your toot toots in the air and it's hot and sweaty and other things are happening. That's probably not the best time. <laughs> she is so disgusted. <laughs> I just, I'm never butt naked in the sauna. I just want to point that out for everybody. All of our listeners, just so you know, <laughs> I never, <laughs> never exposed because you're never new. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, yeah, I like to foam. Like I said, I like to foam roll and stretch. I'll. I can do it for. It depends on how long I need to. Um, I am all about the massage gun, but I definitely my stretching can resemble yoga. I would say so. Um, definitely need it, and I do it two or three times a week because especially when I was in the gym I would do it more so just because I felt like I was moving more than I do now 
that's my recovery. I so think the foam roller is cool. It's a great form of stretching recovery. That that foam roller is a really great form of stretching and recovery. But the thing about the foam rollers too is if you don't do it right, it's not beneficial and it can actually make you more hurt, more sore and hurt even more. So making sure that you know how to do stretches or what's good for your body is just as important. Yeah. I so agree. So I do the rest and digest. So when you do yoga, I think it's really important that you focus on areas that are going to help remove those toxins out of your body, like your forward folds and your child's pose. Those things are really going to help move things through. And the best yoga pose to me, for me, is legs up the wall because it does reduce inflammation and improves yeah. your circulation. So whether you do it up against the wall or you do it with a strap, or whatever, however you do it with a tie, it just really does help. And I find yoga has been very beneficial for me. Uh, when Bikram was open, it was a constant. I was there at least three or four times a week. Yes. It's just, it's just very beneficial. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, and then the restorative. I mean, that's all about holding those poses longer because it, and you're not move, actively moving through those poses, but it allows you to really sink down and really get into those muscles, you know, and really work those areas in a still space. I mean, I think it's a preference for everybody. Everybody has a choice. And um, you hear even doctors now are telling people, their patients to do yoga, gentle yeah. yoga, yeah. you know, some type of uh, gentle yoga, nothing too strenuous. And a lot of people get turned off because they say, well, I can't do a fast vinyasa flow or a fast whatever flow, you know, but you have to explain to them again, like you said, uh, JQ, they need to read and see what the class description is. Yes, it is beneficial for them. So I have yeah. a question. So if someone is looking to start getting into yoga, what would you guys recommend for them, like uh, some criteria for them? To kind of so they don't jump into something that they didn't realize they weren't in. Wanted. Fundamentals want. of yoga. Does Fundamentals every yoga, of yoga. Have that, or do certain ones? I think certain ones offer that type of program, but there's if it's not fundamentals, it's beginner's yoga, and they really break down the postures and the poses so people can really try to learn. And it's not a one-time thing. I would take a class like that maybe three, four, five times just so that you understand the fundamentals of yoga. So I actually took a class that um, that you were not allowed to go into a regular um, yoga flow or yo regular, I wouldn't say a practice, but you weren't allowed to go into a regular class until you took the fundamentals. Um, I wish more studios will do that. Um, there's some people like, but I was that person who was like, no, I'm intermediate because I honestly think I can just do anything in the world. So I said, no, I'm, I'm intermediate. I did this before y'all. It was <laughs> And on top of that, um, I had the, I had the wrong yoga mat. So a mat means a lot. Like it can, it it can matter so much. Like I was sliding around and you guys know, I love lotion. I love being oily. I love oil on my legs. And I went this day with all this oil on my legs and slid on my mat and she put me back into the fundamental class. She said, you said you were intermediate. So, um, but what I'm saying is try to find a studio that has an intermediate and then intermediate, I'm not sorry, a fundamentals class, just like what Adina said, but also be truthful. <laughs> 
Yeah, to yourself about it. And I think absolutely. I think well, what people miss about about yoga mat. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead, JQ. No, I think what people miss about what the whole thing about yoga is, yoga is for you. It really is about starting where you are and growing from there. But it's also one of those things is I don't care what level of flexibility you have. Yoga is one of those things you have to be consistently and regularly involved in. It's not something that you're just going to go and just be great at, like as soon as you start. It, you do have to be consistent to create the best benefit from yoga because one class is not going to benefit you like a series of classes would do. And that's one, one of the things about yoga people don't realize too. The more you do it, the better you become. The practice of it becomes oh, better. No, there's no doubt about that because we're all divine humans, right? Our divine beings having a human experience. So I think that it's just all of us have to experience something, right? So whether you're starting at the fundamentals or you're intermediate or you're an advanced yogi, I mean, it, it just all depends. And I think people just need to start at the beginning, especially if you're new. Yes. So, okay, so starting at the beginning is one thing. Now, you guys said a yoga mat. That's important. Why would that be important to somebody? Like, so I know when I started yoga, I brought in my $7.99 TJ Maxx. Cute, super cute. <laughs> cute. It was cute. It was special, but it was uncomfortable throughout the class. So if I was a beginner, what tips would you give me for a yoga mat? Okay, I have a, I have a really important thing to say about that because... I have a few yoga mats and I just opened my trunk and discovered I have way more yoga mats than I have any business having. Um, <laughs> but with the TJ Maxx yoga mat, so I have a, a TJ Maxx yoga mat. I think I got it for $9.99 or $7.99. And it is, I thought it was great, except every time I was doing certain poses, my hands would come off the mat. So I just invested in a nice yoga mat. It's made out of like recyclable material, natural rubber. It's a good foot longer <laughs> than my TJ Maxx mat. Like, I'm not even joking. It's probably a foot longer. And I'm like, man, I didn't even have a regulation mat. And if you're a beginner, you don't know if you like yoga, you're just trying it. I would recommend just getting like, you know, your basic mat, because you might not like it and you don't want to spend a bunch of money on something that you don't like, right? With any activity you do. But if you spend $7.99 on a mat and then, you know, three months from now you realize, I really love yoga, invest in a good mat because you're going to use it all the time. You want it to be the right length for you and you want it to be able, you know, you want it so it doesn't move. It's gripping to the floor. It's gripping to your hands when you're sweating. It's really important. Can we talk about yoga attire too? Oh, that's big. Can we go back to the mat question though? I'd like to kind of elaborate on that from my personal experience. My thing is with a yoga mat, I spent money because I invested, because I knew it was something I was going to do long-term. Yeah, so I think those are both great tips because... <laughs> I'm not a yogi, so my $9.99 investment is probably um, worth what I did, but I did realize that my mat was very thin and uncomfortable through my class, but I think, um, I feel like it, with any sport, you want to have the best equipment that is going to keep you for the long term, so I think those are great, both, both great tips. Now, I know, like, 
clothing wise though what should you wear to a yoga um mm. class so that you feel comfortable um throughout the class any suggestions loose fitting clothes for sure you said what adina loose fitting clothes oh when i say yeah. that i mean loose fitting where you're not bound like you know with a a 100% cotton t-shirt on and knit leggings something like what you guys are wearing now is something mm -hmm. that because it helps you to move free I think like for um for me I like to wear for me I like to wear shorts you know mm -hmm. and I I think that everyone who knows me knows I love to have my kneecaps exposed. Um, I, just love, I love my knees exposed. So I like shorts and I like them where they're um, like, like biker shorts. Mm -hmm. I really like biker shorts and something for the shirts or the tops. I love like a racer back. And the reason why I like that over something that has a, sh a sleeve is because I need to feel like I can, if I wanted to do a downward, like a downward dog like I'm not being restricted in the shoulder mm -hmm. area but I I also feel restricted in clothes a lot so it, the less clothes for me the better <laughs> I gotta say for me for yoga as far as my leggings I like a high-waisted legging that has compression because I don't want to have to fiddle with my clothes at all and honestly I think my advice to people is just Find something that you feel comfortable in that you can move in freely. Like if you have to be bending over backwards or whatever, you can, you can move freely without thinking about it. Because if I have to adjust my leggings when I go into warrior one, for example, it's distraction. It's a yeah. distraction. Like I just want something that I can move in and I know it's not going to move. And I know I've sworn by these for years and I've told you guys about them, but I have these Fabletics high-waisted power hold leggings mm -hmm. they are the truth they are they hold everything in <laughs> leggings do not budge whether i'm running whether i'm doing like inversions whatever it is but it's different for everyone right like for my tops i like a top that you know it stays in place but it's not totally tight and restrictive because then i feel like i'm thinking about it too much mm. i want something where i can move freely just without thinking about it like I'm not worried about my shirt sliding up when I'm in downward dog. And I'm also not worrying about it being so constricting that I'm like, is my gut hanging out? You know, that I'm kind of thing. I'm okay with my gut hanging out. <laughs> That's my advice. I don't like a flowy shirt. Cause like you said, when you're in downward dog and it's coming up and I'm trying to hold it down. Um, that's my personal thing. And yeah, I definitely like a high-waisted leggings as well, just because it keeps everything in when you're in all kinds of different, positions um and I've seen people who I'm sure are kind of beginner wear just legging any leggings and you see different parts as they're getting into position so I definitely those are great tips as well is there anything well, else I know I've been think? to some go ahead I've been to some clubs and the girls are wearing just bras and leggings yeah and that that works for them, but it ain't working for me because I need to be able to keep that kangaroo pouch in, and check. In Bikram, it does. That's all you need in Bikram because you're dying. I do have um, a question about cost. So um, with studios, right? I do know, especially sometimes we get that idea that studios are expensive because sometimes a class can be over $20 per class. 
So how do you guys, what do you guys do? Because I know for me, I used to go to a community class that was $5 on Fridays. So it cut, cut the cost down. So do you guys do anything like that or do a YouTube class or what do you guys do? I love community, especially for begin. Like it's tough because with yoga, it's like there are beginner classes. It's harder to find. But with community classes, those are classes that you get people from all spectrums of yoga practice, but it's not so cost prohibitive, right? Like if it's $5, $10, whatever, it, maybe it's a donation-based class, you can try it, you know, mm -hmm. and see if you like it, especially right now with like, you know, things reopening in different phases. If you can try a yoga class, whether it's online, I don't know, I, I feel like for me personally, when I try something new, I don't want to spend all my money up front yeah. on something. And then I try it once and I hate it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I want to try it, see if I like it, maybe try a couple different styles, different teachers, but I love a community class because they're, they tend to be cheaper. They tend to be for all levels and it's just welcoming and you get to meet a lot of different people. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have any community. Like I'm, trying to think and I don't know of any community-based classes in my area so I don't know if that would be an option for someone like me but the video I do do to um, classes often through other studios so that's also some great suggestions just to get introduced and I'm too I like I not that I would feel like I need to be great of everything but it's nice to kind of have some sort of substance before I'm around other people so it's nice to have those YouTube so I don't look like a fool trying my first class out um, and doing anything. So those are great ways that you can do it. Is there any other things like for a beginner yogi or someone who's just thinking about it or they want to do it, but that we have I, I would like to I would like to say that like for me when I this is years ago when I first started doing yoga, I asked I went into a specific club and I said hey you know I'm new to this do you have a free class offering and sometimes the clubs will do that it depends on where you go they'll have a free class that you can take and it's hard to make an assessment and a determination on a free on a one-time class but I will say that I did go to this one studio and it was super pricey it was almost $250 a month and I just couldn't do it. It just got to a point where it was just too much. So I go to a regular yoga studio, uh, not now because it's closed due to the situation going on, but there's all levels. So I think it's just a matter of what the individual's choice is and where their budget is. If they're on a beer budget, then, you know, they need to look at class pass or something like that. You know, I mean, there's just so many options out there. I would, yeah, I, I agree with you, Adina. Um, I think there's, a right now, there's a lot of different options, but I don't know. I think it's really important to just test places out. And most places will have some kind of introductory offer. Yeah. But the, the other advice I would give to a beginner is don't go in there. Like, I think Dee said this earlier, don't go in there thinking you're going to be able to do everything 100% your very first day it's okay to fall out of a pose. I fell out of a pose today. I wasn't proud of it, but <laughs> I was like, you know what? This is part of the experience. I've never done this before. And it's okay to have an issue trying something for the first time. That's, that's, I'm a human, right? That happens. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's important to acknowledge that you're not going to be perfect at it. 
your first time, you're probably not going to be perfect at it your hundredth time. Yeah. But with yoga, you know, it's like the journey, it's the experience, it's the, you know, sort of mental, physical connection that's happening during your practice that's important. It's not so much about, oh, can I do the, the standing splits perfectly? It's not about that. Yeah. And other people, the other thing I'll say, other people aren't looking at you and saying like, oh, she can't do that or, or he can't do that. Just do your best and focus on yourself. The other people really aren't worried about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they're too busy trying to figure out the pose themselves. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I would just reiterate. Exactly. It's like giving yourself grace. Mm-hmm. And this is just like everyday life, but also within whatever, like a yoga practice or even if it's your first time strength training, giving yourself grace that I didn't do it today. I just worked myself up to that point. But then, um, like staying on your mat and like like you said don't worry about anyone else Mm -hmm. stay on your mat stay in your lane and just do what you got to do when I've taken yoga I know that most instructors have really encouraged people to enjoy their individual practice and I do appreciate that because it takes the pressure off of the girl who's doing some crazy thing on one hand when meanwhile I'm sitting there trying to figure out how to squat you know so um yeah it's Every every studio I've been to, I have to say, is always about where you are in your own individual practice. And don't work and with the diaper that is doing the splits in the front row. I feel like there is always some man in the class yeah. doing the splits when you don't need to be doing the splits. <laughs> and head, hand standing all the time. In between each move. Yeah. <laughs> feel like they fall out of a pose or they can't get back in. I always say, try it on another time. I mean, you you know, it's it's practice. Yoga is a journey. It is completely a journey. And it's every day you're learning something new. Yeah. I will add that I learned this from, from um, one of my coworkers that I used to practice yoga with. We would go every Friday diligently. Every Friday at 5.30, we would go. And I would always be nervous to try poses. Like, oh, I can't do that. And I would tell myself I can't do it before actually trying it. And when you know that there's, there's a possibility you can fail, but there's also a possibility that you can succeed. It's just like, I'm just going to try this thing. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just going to let my guard down and just try it. And you'll be surprised what you can accomplish when you think that way. Like when you don't put up boundaries and limitations on what you're capable of doing, it's a really, and it almost, it feels very special when you're able to accomplish something that you didn't think you'd be able to. That's why I think I'm a professional at everything. I go in, I say, I'm going to be the best person here. (laughs) I love that attitude, Takima. That is such a a dope attitude to have. Overall, I really honestly think that I'm going to go in and be the best. I'm going to be the best Takima I can be at this time. Um, (laughs) But I usually can walk out and say, I do a damn good job. (laughs) If people have any questions about starting a yoga practice or starting a recovery stretching routine, please let us know. We have experts on our panel here, (laughs) our lovely co-hosts. But yeah, let us know what your questions are because... I'm sure if you have a question, other people have questions. So don't be shy. Reach out to us on social media. Send us a voice memo, voice note. Let us know. We'd love to answer your questions. Until next time, queens.
Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I say?